0: Welcome to Paper Movies, a novelization book club. The month is August, and we are going to be discussing aliens. And lately, um, this podcast has also been known as the Men with Beards. (laughs) And uh, like as Adam pointed out, we are the Men with Beards podcast in the dark. (laughs) So um, that's the, uh, the secondary name for the Paper Movies novelization book club podcast. <laughs> Adam, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, a little tired. You know, had a little bit of a busy day, but other than that, pretty good. Um Most of my day was uh finishing this book and um because I had a few chapters left and also watching the movie because I like to watch the movie, you know, and, you know, and read the book, you know, just to kind of have a good comparison, you know.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely. I I tend to watch the movie first and then read the book. Helps me move along a lot faster when reading the book, and also easier for me to point out differences. Um, even though I may still miss some, but but yeah. Also, um we yeah, also have
1: ahead. a sponsor. We have a uh, paper movies beverage now. <laughs> Goes with <laughs> our color scheme, you know. But now no, I'm just getting this just flavored water, but I just couldn't help it. But it's novelization-flavored water. There you
0: go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which, so, which, in some of the conditions that we buy these in, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> a little moldy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So, Aliens is a novelization written by Alan Dean Foster. He also wrote the Alien novelization, uh, which was fantastic. We did that discussion, I think, a year or two ago. Uh, with Jeremy. And as you could see, Jeremy is not joining us in this episode or any other episode in the near future. He has been busy with school. He announced that a couple months ago when we did our uh, Indiana Jones uh, novelization review for what was that kingdom of the crystal skull.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, me and Adam also did a, a live stream last week, which we kind of brought that up again and uh, had some fun talking with everybody in the paper community community. Uh, paper movies community paper munity munity. that's the uh that's the term for you folks right Paper (laughs) what's up to our paper munity there we go wow so
1: (laughs) but yes aliens uh, yeah sorry i was gonna say jeremy is still you know one of our you know hosts and he's he'll be doing some uh, single cuts like behind the scenes and everything and posting them to our uh audio site anchor but you know he's just uh not able to join us just for the streams for the time being so right right but anyway go ahead i'm sorry
0: <laughs> you're good you're good so aliens a novelization by alan dean foster based on the screenplay by james cameron now the story is by james cameron david giller and walter hill based on characters created by dan o'bannon and ronald shussett hopefully i said that right uh the film Aliens was uh, released in 1986 starring Sigourney Weaver and uh, a lot of other actors and actresses that uh, I'm not going to name off, but um, it's an entertaining film a sequel to alien. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in this book, we, we wait, we're with Ripley. Okay. Who has just escaped the alien attack that took out her entire crew And she had to blow up the ship that they were all on. She's on an escape boat, I guess is what they called it. Uh, Kind of like an escape pod, you know. And, uh, well, 50-something years later, she's discovered. And she had no idea that it had been that long. She learns that she had a, a child that grew up and actually died in her 60s. So Ripley is a lot older than she was when she went to sleep after the events of Alien. And now the company that she worked for is a little irritated that uh, she blew up the ship that they had and the supply, which I can't remember exactly what it was, the the product that they had on board, I like minerals or something that they had uh, been harvesting. Um, Forgive me for not uh, knowing exactly that, but uh, they're kind of mad at her about that and want to suspend her license to be a freighter pilot. And uh, so she's upset about that. And she tries to tell him about this alien attack that happened and that uh, there's, they picked up this alien species on a planet L something. I don't think that really matters. Adam was uh, saying it earlier. I can't recall the name of the planet, but in the book they referred it to as Asheron uh, Ripley tries to tell him, Hey, we need to go and you guys got to obliterate this thing or just, Don't let anybody go there. Turns out there are people living there. They're trying to terraform this planet, make it a livable planet, uh, putting these big atmospheric machines to try to change the atmosphere, to make it breathable and uh, sustainable to support life. And uh, yeah, so there's a crew there living there. And suddenly there's the breakout of aliens and uh, the whole community is basically wiped out and we learn in the in the novelization that uh, one of the guys actually has somebody go out to the ship where these aliens were and uh, kind of woke them all up and chaos erupts. So now they send out the Marines to go wipe out this alien species while one company man is there to try to harvest one of these aliens and bring it back for, you know, money. <laughs> Got to do some... Uh, Experimentation and see if they could do some sort of a weapons development program out of the the alien. Um, but Ripley, she joins them kind of against her will at first, but then decides, you know what, I I think this is going to be good. I'm going to go be a consultant with the the marine that uh, marines that go out there to try to to save the people and destroy these aliens, and it just uh, goes haywire. So that's yeah. Now they've got to try to survive. Aliens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's aliens. A lot of them. Yeah. Not just a lot one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what did you think? What did you think, Adam, about the, uh, the author Alan Dean Foster in this book? Did you appreciate his writing style? Such as like his pacing, the descriptions. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm going to say this. Um, I remember when the three of us read alien for the first time, and we were just completely blown away by how white great, great it was. It was very well paced, very well written. But the thing that I believe I remember saying was that I could see this as like, you know, it was a novelization, but it felt like a novel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I could believe that it was a novel before it was a film with how well it was written now don't get me wrong this aliens i thought was well paced and you know was written very well but i just didn't find the exact same you know i didn't get the same vibe from it i felt like i was like oh this had a good this felt like a structured like a novelization if
0: that makes sense okay yeah i get that see I agree with your your feelings about Alien. I think that was a uh, five stars from all three of us. That was Mm -hmm. like a a paper movies approved novelization. A stamp Um, of
1: approval, yeah.
0: Yeah, I got the stamp of approval. Uh, It was was a fantastic novelization. And for me, the Aliens novelization, in my opinion, was um, awesome. I, I think that Alan Dean Foster did an outstanding job with the descriptions like Mm -hmm. making you feel like you're on the planet, the way that he would dive deeper into some of the, the, the events that were taking place. Uh, There's a great explanation and we could get into like some of the changes later on, but he does such a fantastic job when he introduces the new concepts that we didn't see in the film. I, and I thought that read like, man, this is like an original story or something. Um, But I thought he did a really good job with this novelization and making it feel like a, uh, a standalone type of a story mm-hmm. um i did appreciate that uh, the language was a lot cleaner in the book <laughs> i think there was uh, one f-bomb that was used in the story maybe two um and the rest i believe was all pretty clean so not for the movie yeah <laughs> not not yeah and the movie had a lot of language
1: yeah, uh, no. Uh, Alan Dean Foster is a great author, and he did great with this book. I really enjoyed it. As far as like novelizations go, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't really. I don't know. It's just like the first alien novelization. Like it. Like I said, it just kind of felt like you know somebody reading like um, like um, a flawless masterpiece for the first time. Um, I'm just. Throwing a title out there, you know, Jurassic Park, the original novel, Jurassic Park. Um, But it's just, uh, I remember just like Alien, just like, like really grab, like grabs you. And, uh, but with Aliens, it just, it was a great novel. I just didn't, it wasn't like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're like, it's like how Alien felt like the book was written first and then they made a movie based off the book. Mm hmm. And aliens, you feel is like, yeah, I could tell they made the movie first and then wrote the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I could see that too. Um, but, but, like, yeah, was, he, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is it like to get into some of those like descriptions and stuff of how like the, his word choices and stuff with this planet Ashron when it's talking about the derelict ship, you know, where the alien eggs were? I, like he describes it i wrote it down here it says it resembled the reaching arms of a prone dead man locked in advanced rigor mortis like i thought man, that's awesome because in the film that ship is just laying you know kind of on its side with its arm like the the two narrow parts sticking up into the air and i thought that was a, a cool comparison to say like, compare it to a dead person with their arms just kind of like stuck up in rigor mortis like man that's interesting way to put it
1: i will also say this um I had only seen like aliens or at least a good portion of it, like once. And it was years back. Um, I am not fluent in this franchise as Jeremy is, yeah. but um, what I will give this book a lot of praise for is that um, I was listening to the audiobook at work. And normally I'm a little nervous about listening to books before or reading the books before I wa- rewatch the movie. Cause I'm worried I'm going to get lost no actually you know i um i was able to keep up i never i never got lost you know i was fully understanding what was going on i didn't have to like backtrack or anything so right that you know that in itself deserves a lot of praise so alan like i said alan dean foster is really good with like you said the description and the pacing and everything and you know keeping Mm -hmm. you invested so yeah
0: and i think it's cool how he he does this because aliens is a sci-fi horror right? And we definitely get the horror in the novelization, and we get it in the film, obviously. Um, but, like, the sci-fi stuff, it feels futuristic, but it also feels relatable. It's because mm-hmm. it's not too far out there. It's not too, like... You know, they, they still have the firearms, you know? They're using... Some have, like, a le- laser-type weapons, but they're also using, like, shotgun, you know? So it's not, like, all the way out there in this weird type of a uh, technology that we can't understand. Um, and yeah, it's all like, written out pretty well. And
1: like, uh, I believe one of those had like a built in flamethrower, at least what we, what we saw in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they're keeping it kind of old school. You know, the movie feels great. It's like a real gritty and stuff. And I feel like the book is also, it just kind of reads gritty as well. If that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I was going to ask, I was going to say like, uh,
0: what, what stood out to you the most about it the most about the novelization well let's see i think <clears throat> what i like the most it is a different like it's something different from the film is when we get into this relationship between i guess it's really not a relationship a conversation between ripley and bishop where mm-hmm. they're talking about how the aliens operate and they're discussing like they're comparing it to insects like do they have this hive mind are they super intelligent are they not intelligent um why they cocoon humans like are they hiding in that heat facility for protection because if it blows up then yeah you know there it's like a way of defense of like oh they nobody can come in here and destroy us because if they do they'll destroy themselves or um if they're just wild animals just kind of doing their thing I thought that was a really cool um, conversation that they had, and I can understand why they didn't add it into the film, because I guess it would be kind of a sense of a, a foreshadowing that they didn't want to reveal the queen alien, because they get into that conversation a lot too. Is uh, is there a queen, and how are they laying the eggs? Where did the queen come from, if there is one? So I think they probably just remove that out of the film because it's like, oh, let's let that be a surprise.
1: Yeah, it was. Um... What stood out to me like when I was reading it was um, and what I mean is like like one of the biggest differences. I noticed Newt, the character Newt um, had more conversation and dialogue in the book than she did in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Like I said, I just rewatched the film today and finished the book. So I didn't really catch like what was in the like. I do know that there was like she did like she had more conversations with Ripley. Like, I remember there's like this one scene where she was like giving directions and she was like saying, just like, she's like, I've like, I've been on this, you know, or this uh, planet longer than you. I know everything. And then Ripley was just, like, well, that was before I was, that was before I was here. So I mm-hmm. can't quite remember if that was in the movie, but I just remember it's like, you know, I don't, I didn't remember as much dialogue coming from Newt. to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something else that I want to point out too, that I thought was interesting with the way that Foster would put things in there that I felt were deeper in the book than in the film. Um, Like what is her? Vasquez, Vasquez, Mm -hmm. if I'm saying that right, Vasquez and Ripley have a stare down in the, uh, in the like, okay, I should backtrack. I'm sorry. In the ship, when they're on their way to Asheron, she's trying to give like this little speech about how, you know, the aliens are going to be yeah. And Vesquez is like, Oh, all you have to do is show me where they're at. You know, and just like being real cocky. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a point in, in the story later on when half the crews wiped out, like her and uh, Vesquez and Ripley have a stare down about something. And like Vesquez is kind of like, you know what? Ripley is, uh, she's right about a lot of things. And she just kind of like looks away this. The way that he writes that moment is, that the, the one who we thought was going to be more superior is like now no longer the alpha she's like submitting her like, okay, you are in control. I am just uh, trying to survive now.
1: Yeah. I caught on to that too. I thought that, I thought that was a good uh, character moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, and I remember it said in the film, just like, I like Ripley was like, I really hope that, you know, you do take these out and, you know, and that, but it's just like, I love, you know, it's like, love seeing the arrogance in some people like in these Mm -hmm. stories and everything, like they think they're like, Oh yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, Quint from jaws. Like he's, (laughs) you know, he believes that he could take down the shark and then he realizes that he's way over in his head and everything. And it's yeah, kind of got, you know, a similar vibe than that. Not quite as in depth, but, um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Now, do you believe there was anything in this book that, um, might have hurt anything from the original story that you think might have like kind of brought it down a notch from the film
1: honestly no
0: uh not from the
1: novelization um if anything kind of hurt the story it it was something that i didn't really care for early on in the in the story and that's just i just get kind of tired of that whole overused concept that like just like you know like when Ripley was trying to explain what happened and there's always people that, you know, have to um, say like, Oh, that didn't happen. You just, you know, you went crazy. Like, you know, yeah. that didn't happen. And uh, it's just, that's used so much. And it just, it just kind of makes me like, it, it kind of annoys me to the point where I'm just like, come on, people like clearly something happened or like, you don't think it's like the fact that she's the only person that survived the events of the first film that you're like, well, maybe we should conduct at least an investigation, but, but they're like, just like, and I remember even showing it in the film that they were just like, she tries to tell her story. And then like, you see a screen that said closed. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just, that, like I said, that's the biggest part that kind of hurt it for me. I get it why they add those things. Cause you know, you know, we need that arc to where the hero is proven right. And everybody's yeah. just like, uh Oh, you know? Yeah. But it's just, that's just, uh, I don't know. It's it makes a little sense. bit of an overused concept for me, but it still, it didn't, it still worked, but it's just.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with what you're saying. Um, for other things that I appreciated in the book, uh, I think that it was interesting and really sad when Newt like gets separated from Ripley. And Mm -hmm. she's calling out for her as she's like calling for mommy. I was like, man, that's pretty sad. (laughs) It's like her parents had both been killed and her brother by the aliens. So she's just kind of like this orphan that's running around trying to survive on her own until the crew shows up and uh, Ripley kind of basically adopts her, you know, Mm -hmm. and is acting like the motherly figure. And Newt was hesitant at first. And then all of a sudden she's calling her mommy. And, uh, you know, luckily she gets saved in the end and, doesn't get torn apart by aliens (laughs) so like the android did (laughs) right right bishop which that was also interesting too i think there was uh the discovery of bishop being this uh synthetic human in the film was did he cut himself right
1: yeah he was doing the knife
0: thing like yeah and so it like nicked him so he had that synthetic like blood that they have is like milky looking Mm -hmm. um and in the book it mentions that she sees he, that he has this tattoo which marks him as a synthetic and I didn't think that was as powerful as it was in the film. I, I like the idea that he, like, oh, she sees that he's cut and then he, she's, like, super pissed about it. Like, yeah, Like, how come nobody told me this? And in the book, it was kind of eased out of, like, I don't like him. He's synthetic. It's like, eh. The film did a lot better job because of the distrust with what happened in the previous movie.
1: Yeah, I... I honestly forgot about the mark that, you know, he had that identified him. But um, yeah, I, I did think you definitely, um, I, I did like that scene better in the film too. Cause you definitely felt more tension because like, like knowing what happened with the, the first Android, it was, uh, I thought Sigourney Weaver played that part pretty well. So, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it's just in the book. It was just like, mm, you know, <laughs> it wasn't as yeah. powerful.
0: Right, I think I put down also. Uh, I like the explanation of the armor that the troopers were wearing because even when I was mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, "Man, there's like no organization to what they're wearing, like no no strict rules." It's just like they made up their own uniforms. And in the book, it actually says that it's like there is no purpose to their armor other than to like they customize it themselves, how they feel comfortable on the battlefield. And I was like, "Okay, that works." I
1: I 100% agree. Cause whenever I saw them um, suiting up in the movie, I was just like, yeah, the armor didn't really look that, you know, Epic, but right. I do agree with you. It was actually just better described in the book than portrayed in the film. So we'll definitely give you that.
0: Yeah. Also probably helped, uh, like give them originality and, um, sell toys because I know that they had alien toys. <laughs> and I had some when I was a kid. So
1: I will also say this. Um, I don't know if this, if this was in uh, your copy, but I know that in the audio book, um, for like, uh, in the last chapter that like, uh, the story ended like a lot sooner than I thought. And then it just said, uh, that's the end of this story. Now let's talk about aliens three. Like here's a segment for me. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. I like how they're, you're kind of getting a novelization yeah. in a, in a quarter. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Building up to the, that's what's interesting about these older novelizations being turned, you know, into audio formats is they can, they could do stuff like that now, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if they could continue to bring us those audiobooks of older novelizations. Yeah. The ones that are kind of hard to find. Yeah. Um, i and And also, just a quick shout-out, you know,
1: 80s Slasher Librarian has been, you know... Does a pretty good job with that. Yeah, does a really good job, you know, with all these novelizations that's hard to find. So, yeah, definitely uh, go check him out if you guys haven't found him yet on YouTube. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, the, uh, the... I thought the novelization was pretty good. I just i don't know if it was what it was if it was just maybe it was the fact that maybe alien was just a an original story in its own Mm -hmm. so maybe alan dean foster maybe had more creative control with how he wrote it it was kind of similar to dragon slayer right we both agreed that that felt more like a novel than it did Uh, a novelization. So maybe it was just Alan Dean Foster, you know, was just like, okay, this, uh, I don't know if he was just working on other projects, but it just kind of felt like, you know, he did, you know, put his own touches on it, you know, which I thought, you know, made the novel, you know, a lot better. Mm -hmm. You know, you definitely get that vibe. It's a novelization.
0: Right. I think the one last thing that I have um, that I would like to mention about the novelization um, that I don't remember from the film it mentions smaller drone aliens that were around the queen that were like ignoring Ripley as she was walking through. They were like sorting the eggs. And I don't remember that in the film. I just remember like aliens popping out at her and she'd like shoot at them. And then she turns around slowly and realizes, Oh crap. There's a queen there, but it was calling those little aliens, drones, 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember
1: that. yeah. you know, I don't remember seeing them that much in the film either, and I just like like I said I watched it a few hours
0: ago, so hm yeah, it makes me wonder like are they it mentions in the book that they're smaller like that was their job was to s- kind of organize the eggs. I thought that was an interesting addition. um probably wouldn't have been good on the film because you know we see those aliens as all just wild, crazy beasts that are just out to kill. I can't imagine them being like, "Oh, let's put the eggs over there in that corner" and ignoring the threat in the room. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh,
1: hey, uh you're not supposed to be here." Uh, <laughs> yeah. queen, mean, yeah. mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> Your honor. Um so yeah, I bet the here here comes the uh the big question is my like, guy two questions actually. One, mm-hmm. how would you grade it and two, like would you grade it kind of similar to
0: alien well for me um, I think this was a fantastic sequel novelization I appreciate it a bit more than the film honestly um, I think part of that is because of the words that were used it did it did censor the the language quite a bit which is more enjoyable for you know, for me to go back and read it and not have to read a bunch all these bad words over and over again. And if, you know, a kid wanted to read or see the film, it's like, Hey, how about you watch the, or read the book instead? Um, it's cleaner. Um, you know, obviously it's gonna be a little bit less graphic, which that doesn't bother me, um, in the films, but, uh, I think Alan Dean Foster did a great job. I, I like the way that he would describe things. We'd get into the character's mind to just explore their thoughts. New conversations were added to the book. Um, I would say that the book is better than the film. I know that uh, you're going to disagree with that one, but I give it an A plus. I do. I really enjoy I really enjoy this novelization quite a bit. Um. Okay. Awesome. I, um, like I said, I, uh,
1: I was, I didn't think the novelization was bad at all. I thought it was very good. And like I said, just, it was just, it just, didn't feel like it captured the same magic that alien did, but, um, but it's still very well written, very well paced, very well, you know, like you said, the descriptions were great and I'm just barely going to go underneath you and just say, I give it an a,
0: okay.
1: Cause it's, um, I'd still give it like, if it was star system, I'd still give it like maybe 4.9 out of five or, you know, yeah. five stars, you know, just i don't know i just felt like there was something kind of missing from it but yeah it didn't it, like it's one i would definitely still recommend like especially if um if you're a big fan of the franchise and you know only seen the movies or played the video games like definitely you know collect this book and read it because i think
0: you'll definitely enjoy it oh yeah i think it's, it's a great book it's still i think it's still in print too like they keep making uh reprints of it because i know the, the the cover that's out there in bookstores is It's like a big close-up of the aliens' face. Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got like one of the original type copies. So, just a black cover that says "Aliens" at the top. I don't know why I like those those versions better
1: than showing the xenomorph.
0: Yeah, keeps that Uh, mystery.
1: Yeah, um, I think with uh, my copy of Alien, I think it's just like the black cover with like a green egg or something like that on it. But I don't. I like, I like the. I like the Like the auto the one on Audible is. Uh, I'm gonna try to pull it up here. Let's see. I'm gonna try to pull it up here. It's. Uh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, it shows that uh, the Xenomorph. It's probably a little blurry on the camera.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I like the I like your copy a lot better. Um, it just uh, I don't know just with the Xenomorph, it kind of looks like the the spinoff novels that you would see at like, right. Barnes Noble right. Or something like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: it's, there's tons of alien books and I, I know there's going to be some more coming out, which I think we talked about that in the, the live stream last week. And, mm-hmm. you know, since we're on the subject now talking about aliens. Yeah. One of those books is called uh, aliens Vasquez. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's funny. Cause we just read aliens and she's one of the stars in this film. Is it this supposed story. to be a prequel or something or it's going to have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, unless, unless it's going to be like, she secretly survived, but then, you know, that, that big, uh, atmospheric thing blew up. So that would, they compared that to like a, an atomic bomb going off. So,
1: yeah, I was like that. Uh, she shouldn't have been able to survive that. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Um, but, unless an uh, alien just picked her up and ran off across the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Yep. Yep. One of these days. So that, I guess that wraps up the novel, uh, novelization discussion for aliens. Um, right. thanks for joining us. Uh, next month we are going to be doing Batman Christmas returns. In
1: yeah. Yeah. Christmas in September.
0: <laughs> so that'll be exciting. This is the, uh, novelization written by Craig Shaw Gardner. Yep. He also
1: so. wrote, uh, the novelization for Batman 89. And, um, he also wrote a novel called The Batman Murders, um, so he he definitely uh, is no stranger to writing Batman, so. That's good. That should be a good sign. And a uh, little secret, I've already read the book. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, and I've already, uh, I reviewed it a couple of years back, so it's going to be fun to revisit it. And Do a revisit, okay. Re-r Rerate it. Rerate see it, if, yeah.
0: See if it went up or down. <laughs>
1: but yeah it was an easy read so i have no doubt like when you pick it up you'll be able to like
0: scroll through it you know yeah that'll be awesome looking forward to that conversation uh check us out over on uh spotify where you can find or wherever you listen to podcasts we should be around uh for single cuts where folks from the podcast go on there and review other novelizations that we don't really talk about here in the discussion zone um i don't know why i said discussion zone i guess that's what we call <laughs> i guess that's what we call this part yeah. um so you'll you'll still find jeremy over there doing stuff you'll find adam doing stuff i have n- not done a single cut yet um but i need to one of these days <laughs> so uh go over there and listen to some of that exclusive audio content uh, we might be mixing things up here in the future where we add those in video format as well um but I'm not going to make those promises. We'll see what happens in the future. So, Adam, where else can people find you?
1: Well, I just restarted my very first channel, just doing film reviews and some vlogs. Um, we'll uh, we'll post a link down. It's just my name. Um, so again, we'll just post uh, a link down in the description below. You can also find me at uh, Red Five Reviews, where I review mostly Star Wars content there, mostly uh, Star Wars books and uh, occasional surprise reviews here and there from
0: non-Star Wars stuff. But um, yep, that's where you can find me. All right. You can find me over at the Geeks Attic YouTube channel, um, provide links down below. And uh, hopefully if you haven't heard of us or seen us before, go check out those other channels. And uh, Jeremy over at Stupid Chainsaw Productions, also a, co-founder of the paper movies novelization book club well that's going to do it for this month we'll catch you guys later